Hey friends, welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning and I am so happy that you're joining me for another episode of the podcast. Normally at this point in the show, I'd be asking you to pay attention to the music that you are listening to in the background. And I'm still going to ask you to do that, but I also want you to put your hands together for my friend Lily Garay, who has been singing to you all season long. I've said it before that she's going to come on the show and today is the day. So let me tell you a little bit about my friend Lily Garay, who you're listening to again right now. This is her song Lifted from her album It's All Beautiful right here. Lily Garay is a Latina singer, writer, producer, and again, she's our featured artist for season three of Still With You. She has been creating music since she was four years old. Her heart is drawn to the sound of beautiful beats and broken stories. She wants to bring meaning and life through all of the art that she creates. Not only does Lily make her own music, but she is the founder of Ciela Records, an indie label for dreamers and doers. This label launched this year, and she is so excited to continually share new music from ultra-talented individuals like Sydney Durbin and Tyler David. Lily is incredible in her craft of creating inspiring music. She does this all while encouraging others to focus on the good in life, especially Jesus. So as you've been trekking on your daily walks, folding clean clothes are sipping a latte while listening to Still With You, you have all along been hearing from our friend Lily Garay. She's an incredible friend and gifted artist, and it's high time you meet her. It is with a heart full of honor and true gratitude that I welcome to Still With You, singer, writer, producer, Lily Garay. People who sing, like I feel like they have to be very extra careful with how they treat their voice. What do you use, tea or anything? What's your go-to? I cancel everything that I have to do. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like on Saturday, I had like a really big day. So on Sunday, I was asked to lead the worship set. So that was going to be huge just because it was like three songs and that's like our main worship set in the morning. But then the day before, I had like a video shoot all day. And then I just went to work for like the time that I needed to go to work, but I canceled everything else. I just lay in bed and I make sure that I have enough Powerade or vitamin water. And I try to just eat like a bunch of like healthy things like veggies and proteins and stuff like my normal diet. But I just try to cut out like any extra sugar or things like that. That's smart. And usually I can get over it after three days. I think just like the fact that everything started blooming at once, your body's just adjusting. And so I just listen to my body because if not, the video shoot would have been horrible just because I was so stuffed. And then on Sunday, I would have not had a voice. That would have been rough. I'm glad that you have learned how to take care of yourself. Yeah. Like from January to April, I would lose my voice four or five times. And then a couple years ago, that kind of just stopped because I started listening better. The listeners heard you on their way into this episode as you were singing the theme music. So all season, we've been playing your song Lifted from It's All Beautiful right here, your album, which you released last year. Lily, I cannot say enough great things about it. I just play it on repeat and it is so good. And I'm so excited for everyone to get to know you a little bit better now that you've just been accompanying them into every interview. Oh, thank you. Let's backtrack and maybe just share a little bit about where you're from and go from there. I'm from Charlottesville, Virginia, but I wasn't born here, but I grew up here. So it's my hometown and 
It's a growing town, honestly. It's a really great place. My parents just moved to San Diego and I was in school in Florida for a few years. And then I moved back when they moved away, not intentionally, but it all just kind of worked out. And I feel like it is so the Lord to bring me to a place where I really need him. But I'm, I'm also seeing like a lot of harvest from the last few years that I've really sown, but also like trying to sow right back what I've been harvesting. And so I know that's really vague, but I hope that's a uh, sufficient answer. That's totally great. Cause I just wanted everyone to kind of know you've kind of lived on total opposites of the country. And that's honestly how one of the ways that we got connected was I found that you had like a Florida connection. We shared a mutual friend with Kendall Phillips, who she's been on the podcast before. I love her to death. I honestly thought you were still living in Lakeland and that's where you went to school, right? You went to SEU? Yeah. Yeah. I went to SEU. I'm actually repping my Southeastern sweatshirt right now. (laughs) That's awesome. That is so cool. What did you study while you were there? I studied organizational leadership and then I minored in business administration and like everybody gets a religion minor there. But yeah, I loved my major. It was like very writing intensive. Writing is kind of my thing. It was just really great to be immersed in a program where I got to take away so much and grow so much in a skill. Writing must be your thing because I learned that you wrote your first song when you were four years old. Yeah. (laughs) That's incredible. I mean, I didn't even know what songwriting was at that time in my life, let alone like... I don't think I really did either. What did your life look like at that age? And how did you know that you loved music? And what was your first experience in engaging with music? I actually have such a vivid memory of writing that. It was Psalm 23. And I had this Bible that my mom gave me from when she was a little kid. And I opened Psalm 23. And it was like more of a melody. So it's not like I really came up with any of my own words. But it was like just a melody to Psalm 23. And I wrote it on this paper. And I think I had some kind of music notes on there. I don't remember that part. But I just remember writing it down and going up to my dad at his church, this tiny little church. And I just remember he was talking to some people and I went up to him so excited. And I was like, dad, dad, like I wrote a song. They were like, oh, that's awesome. We'll listen to it later. And so in the car, like I showed my dad and my mom was like, we should write like a little chorus for it, you know? And so then like, she helped me write like a Mm -hmm. chorus. I just will never forget that. Like you could say my mom was my first (laughs) co-writer. That's awesome. (laughs) I love that. Uh, yeah. And so kind of from there, I remember just, I've always been a really big dreamer. Like at night I have a lot of like lucid dreams. So when I wake up, like I think that it's happened. It's crazy. I would write out my dreams. I did not have like these tough experiences, but I would write as if I did. Wow. Like even looking back, like they actually made sense. It was more like when I was younger, I would write songs about people's testimonies or like their stories. And then as I've gotten older, I've been able to write from my own perspective of like my own things that I've walked through. So it's cool to see like the progression. You mentioned that you were in church or were your parents leading the church? Yeah, they they moved to Charlottesville to become pastors. So you were raised knowing Jesus your entire life? Yeah. I mean, my mom always says I was praising God in the womb because she would take me to church when she was pregnant. Yeah, that's how I was. My parents said the first Sunday after I was born, they didn't miss, you know, (laughs) so I can relate to that. Yep. I think my whole life, I don't think I've really missed Sundays ever. Even on vacation, we would like find a church. 
<laughs> yeah, it's once you get into the practice of it, it's a very weird feeling when you don't. I want to go back for a second. I'm so intrigued that you're writing from these places of pain that you'd not experience. Can you maybe expand on that a little bit more? Because I think that's so interesting that you were drawn to testimonies that weren't your own, but you felt like there was such power in them of like what God could do. It's really interesting to me too, just because when I was like seven or eight or 11, whatever, I would wonder like, how am I writing about this? Like, I don't understand it. Now that I'm older, I can look back more clearly and see that all along it's been the Lord himself shepherding a heart in me that like cares for other people and can empathize well. Mm -hmm. And there's a scripture that says like in the same measure that you receive comfort, you will one day comfort others. Yeah. I feel like I'm still like very much growing into that. But I think when you make a sum total of like the experiences of other people and things like that, you can really see how the Lord it's really like him using those experiences to shape you mm-hmm. into the adult that you become. Not to say that like if you weren't a Christian, like those things can't be used, like your childhood experiences can't be used or anything like that in your life. But I really feel like just because I did grow up in a Christian home and those kinds of things, my heart was just really, really open at a young age to like just worshiping God and hearing like what he would do through my life. And I think that he was just showing me how to listen to other people and care for other people before I could do that for myself. I've been studying honestly a lot about like the power of a testimony. It talks about that in Revelations about, you know, the power of the blood and the words of our testimony. And I was even reading from Mark Batterson in his book, Draw the Circle, about how when we share a testimony, we're extending our faith. We're loaning people our faith. I'm giving this to you so you can know what Jesus did in my life. Go use it. And I feel like the stories that you were exposed to like allowed you to have that faith. And then you could, you, you wrote from the pain and and also the rescue that you saw in those and then allow Jesus to make it your own. And I think that's amazing. And I'm curious, do you still write from others' perspectives at all? Does that spill over into your music or is it just mainly personal? I think for a really long time, that was the majority of my music was like writing Mm -hmm. songs about other people's experiences. It's really, really tough for me to process things without doing so verbally or like writing it out. Mm -hmm. There was just this moment I realized a couple years ago that grief is like a huge theme in my life, whether it's me grieving for other people or me grieving for myself. And that was like a huge realization that I came to. It was almost like, I don't want this. I don't want to feel other people's stuff. Yeah. But I actually really do love it. And I love getting to write things. I feel like there's people have told me like they don't know how to say it. And so in a way, like you get to use your gift to say it for them or like help them come up with the words, right? Mm-hmm. And then in their strengths, they can help you in another area, um, which I think it's really cool, like how that kind of pans out. Yeah, like that's the beauty of being an artist. And the listeners have heard me say this many times before is that I feel like artists are not given enough credit that they have to trudge through the murky waters, right? And and then produce and then sing it over and over again for us to be able to heal from what we've walked through. And yeah, for sure. I'm grateful for that. God's used amazing music in my life to express what I could never put down on paper, but I felt to my core. 
Me too. And I think too, like sometimes you don't process the things in your own life, but when somebody else goes through something, it almost starts making you think about your own life. Honestly, every time somebody passes away that I know, or that um, is somebody of somebody that I know, like it makes me reevaluate things. A couple of years ago, one of my friend's moms passed away. I met her once and it's not like me and him were ever best friends or anything, but I remember feeling like an ounce of pain pain and just feeling that is so awful to lose your mom and you're so young Mm -hmm. and especially to sickness that's just got to be super tough to walk through yeah and then it made me start thinking about my own life and I just wrote this song I haven't released it and I don't know if I will but it's one of my favorite songs that I like sing to myself Mm -hmm. It was really healing for me to even process through my own things. Writing other people's perspectives, I think too, like as you were saying, like the power of a testimony, I think it can help heal you in a sense as well. And I'm honestly so grateful that God has allowed me to kind of share in that where I'm not writing it out, but I'm giving people a space to share what God's done in their life. And, you know, I want to be an extension of that, that loaning of the faith. Yeah, of course. Yeah, podcasting is such a great like thing. And I think having more and more Christians too that are doing it is awesome. So I'm proud of you. I love this. Well, thank you. And honestly, I am just so thankful for your generosity in sharing your music with us every single week. People are blessed by hearing your voice. I believe that the theme music sets up what people are getting ready to hear and to put them in a good headspace for God to work and for them to receive encouragement. You know, you're basically opening the front door for that with Lifted and really all of the music that you've given us and allowed us to listen to. But really for this space was still with you. Like I'm so grateful. I'm probably going to be saying thank you many, many times as we're we're speaking. It's funny because I was in the car and my friend texted me and she was like, I just want to share this podcast. She's an artist too. And she was like, I was on this podcast. I'd love for you to listen to it. And I was like, dang God, I really want to be on a podcast. (laughs) And literally, I think that same week you reached out to me and it was so cool because in a way, like I only prayed just to be interviewed, but then like he used you to give me like more than I asked for by like doing a whole theme song like that's such an honor it's really crazy to me to think that like something that I wrote is the theme for somebody else's project Mm. that's just huge for me and I think a great testimony of like how God always gives us more than we ask for I think when we're like patient about it yeah I remember you sharing that with me over the phone and I just was blown away when I hear things like that that gives me encouragement to know that I'm hearing correctly from the Lord because when I go behind the microphone or when I'm emailing and reaching out to people, I am asking God, direct me, put me in the exact place where your glory can be expanded. It all just points to you. Like he doesn't have to give us the surprises, but he does. He's so generous in it. I'm so glad. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Hey guys, I'm interrupting my conversation with Lily to talk about some friends of ours. You might remember from season two, our friends from Chow Bella Boutique. This is a local business in the Pensacola area that I absolutely love. 
Not only are they family owned, but they always offer unique clothing, jewelry, and accessories that fit every style for any occasion. Chow Bella is not just another spot to shop. Their passion for fashion, faith, and friendship is what truly sets this business apart. From head to heels, Chow Bella desires for women to feel beautiful. Just recently, they made a transition to moving solely online, so there's going to be more flexible room for our friends outside of the Gulf Coast to grab their own Chow Bella apparel, jewelry, shoes. Oh my goodness, there's just so much that they have for you guys. And I want to connect you with this boutique. You can go to shopthebella.com to start filling your wardrobe today. Also, they have an amazing opportunity for you to save. When you shop now fully online, you can use the code BELLA20 to receive 20% off your entire order when you shop with them. This code does have an expiration date, so it won't be around forever. So get a steal on something sparkly and support a local business. Again, the girls at Chow Bella are some of my favorite people, and I could not be more proud to partner with them through Still With You. Again, you can visit shopthebella.com. Use the code BELLA20 for 20% off your entire order. Shopthebella.com. Tell me about being launched into the music industry when you were 12. You have this love for music, you're writing songs. So what kind of span where you were going to take this seriously and build a career in being a creator of all kinds, not just music, you are doing many, many things. My friend started producing. I would go over to her house and we would just record in her, like she had a closet that we put a bunch of like blankets and pillows in. And I would just go in there and record. And my dad has always traveled to preach as well. And so sometimes he would ask me to go with him and I would sing or different churches or ministries in the area or in the States would like reach out and ask if I could sing. For the most part at that age, it was a lot of church stuff and a lot of Christian events. And then as I've gotten older, I have really been praying about different venues and bars and I sing in coffee shops. But one of my biggest prayers has been to sing in clubs to sing in more venues where there are less Christians because I really feel like every time I've done that, I have seen how God has emotionally begun a process or added to a process for people to receive healing. Honestly, those are my favorite venues to play. There's something really special, obviously, about church and about conferences and things like that. I think people really press in as far as like wanting to, to just sing and worship God. But then there's also something really cool about going to a bar and people like are just trying to find literally anything to fill a void and to have something that you can give to people to actually help fill that is really insane to me because it's obviously not me, but it's, I think God working through me Mm -hmm. that he would even use me to do that is really beautiful to me. I think that's what it's all about. I hate to say the word play church. And I believe that there is a time for us to gather and press into worship and seek God and everything, but... He told us to go out. That means going into the clubs and the bars. Like that's where he wants us to be. And so I commend you and say that I think that is amazing. And I love in getting to know you. I think that with your music, there are times in your music where you are not specifically like saying the the name Jesus, but you are absolutely pointing to him and giving him all the glory. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think that gives you a very flexible space where you are 
more open to conversations in that area. And I don't think that's everyone's calling, you know, when we think about other creators and artists, but that is what God's given you to do. And so I think that you're being obedient. One of the things that you shared with me is that at an early age, people would give you words of encouragement and even prophetic words about the calling that God has placed on your life in this lane. I remember you sharing with me that you would receive those and you just would, with such faith, just believe it and go after it. I think that there's some people people who are listening who might be feeling the same thing where someone said like, you know, you'd be a great business leader, a great entrepreneur, a great teacher. Could you share a little bit about that? Kind of what that looks like? Yeah. I, especially in church, would hear, you know, people just praying over me and without even sometimes knowing that I was a singer, just calling out that gifting in me, like to, to sing over people and to be mm-hmm. in places that are difficult for some Christians to get into and things like that, of that nature. Like, a lot of those, I have them written down or I have voice notes or notes on my phone or things like that. But I think there just is a lot of discouragement and this world is really heavy to live in. And so I think when people give you words, I always take them with a grain of salt, always. Absolutely. And I pray about it and I I let what I what needs to stick, like stick. And I think that especially in times of big discouragement, I've had really encouraging words. And I think that God allows those those to be fueled. And so I think a lot of times those little conversations or those things that people have said over me, they just really fuel me and they remind me like to keep going even when it's like really, really tough. If someone felt like they received an encouraging word, like a prophetic word, I know that you said take it with a grain of salt, but what would do you think would should be like the maybe the first thing that they should do? You know, I've had people come up to me and say certain things like, you know, Coley, we just see you doing this, doing that. Honestly, it can be confusing oh, for me yeah. at first just because I feel like I'm like, okay. Okay, like thank you so much. I need to pray about that. I guess what what, what do you think that they should do? Yeah, and this is gonna sound really bad because this is what I do to literally everybody. But I'm always just like, wow, thank you so much, and I just kind of leave it at that. It's like what I do with my dreams. Sometimes I have a dream, and I'm like, wow, that was a prophetic dream. So I kind of write it down, or sometimes I wait. And I feel like if something is meant to stick with you, you will remember the next day. So sometimes I sleep on it and I, I'll pray and I'll be like, God, if that was something that was meant for me, like let it sit there and remind me of it. I think sometimes we like have this tendency as people to like, I have to remember this. I have to remember it. Yeah. I have to write it down or I have to have a photo or, you know, I, I have to know the specifics. Well, I do think it's really important to have specific goals and vision right now and things like that. I think it's more important to remember that God's just got you. Yeah. And your spirit knows. And there have been times when I've walked through really tough seasons and I've forgotten everything people have told me. I don't want to say strayed, but like I've distanced myself from people and God, but my spirit inside still knows whose it is. Mm -hmm. So like when I'm able to come back, it's as if those times only of being strayed only strengthened me because that whole time my spirit knew and it was like God was sustaining me. And so I think that when people speak over you. Yeah, it's okay to write it down or record it or whatever. But at the end of the day too, like people are just people. And even if they're saying something that is from the Lord, your very first thing that you should do is read the Bible or pray and like have that one-on-one connection with God because like he's the one that's going to always lead you and guide you. And even if you were to forget, like in the moment, it felt like the most amazing thing somebody could have said and you forget it. It doesn't even matter because their words and who they are will never sustain you. But like God will. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. 
So I think that like, it's okay to just receive and let it go and hold it with an open hand because again, your spirit knows. I remember things like years later or months later and it's like, oh my gosh, I remember when that person said that and that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I was actually journaling about that this morning. At the beginning of last year in 2019, I was just like, God, like I just want to be a David for you. Could you please, Father, just give me, you know, like the heart of bravery that he had. And then this past week and I was in conversation conversation with someone and they're like, Coley, you just kind of remind me of a David. Like you're just, you know, being so brave. And I was like, oh my gosh, I prayed that in January of last year. I kind of forgot about it. Thank you, God. Like you answered that prayer. It is. It's the things that stick with you. Yeah. You know, God will bring them back up if he wants them to be on your radar. Oh yeah, exactly. And yeah, I agree. Can you share a little bit of the highlights that you've had on this adventure of music, writing, creating content? I feel like you've done so much. I want our friends to like hear a little bit about like some of the exciting things that God's allowed you to do. You know, like I even have that you like wrote for 17 magazine. That's so cool. Oh yeah, (laughs) I did. I always forget about that. I'm laughing. I'll tell you the story. What happened? So I applied to be a Seventeen magazine. I think it was like a club ambassador, something like that. They would send us products and stuff, and we would like review it. I say we because it was like a group of us. Like they put you in this Facebook group, then they like publish it or whatever. I'm sorry to all the guys out there, but one time they sent us tampons, and they asked us to write a review for a tampon, and then they asked us for our photo. They published our pictures in the magazine with the review oh of gosh. the tampon and I was mortified. Oh wow. Oh my gosh. I completely <laughs> forgot that I had done that. And this girl that I didn't even know, she DM'd me on Instagram and was like, is this you? And I'm pretty sure that's all she said. And she took a picture of the magazine and I was like, oh my gosh, that is me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to anyways. They totally rephrased everything I said. Oh, wow. Funny. It wasn't like anything like a big deal, but it was just like pretty much they just used my name and my face and they said what they wanted to say. That's very intrusive and unfair. (laughs) It was just funny because I was like, I just have so many funny stories about tampons that it's like... This is just another one to add to the book. I feel like the girl who DM'd you should have followed up and said something positive. Like, is this you? It's so demeaning. I know. Kind of, maybe she just thought like that I got featured in it or something and I didn't know. Hey friends, since recording this episode with Lily, there has been an exciting project that she has launched out into the world. Cielo Records is an indie label for dreamers and doers. Lily is the producer for this label, and again, it launched earlier this year. She is so passionate about producing and making music that matters. Make sure you follow Cielo Records on Instagram and all of the artists that are featured through this label, Sydney Durbin and Tyler David and artist and founder of Cielo Records, Lily herself. I cannot be more proud to partner with Cielo Records. I'm so proud of this friend chasing after her dreams, making moves, and doing some hard work. Again, make sure you go to Cielo Records and check out all of the amazing things that Lily and her team are working on. Well, I know you've done many things beyond writing a tampon review. Have you worked with Brian and Katie Torwalt? I don't know if you know who Daniel Kalinda is or like Reinhard Bonnke. Yeah, like Christ for All Nations? Yes. I have a friend who's there right now. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, they were doing a crusade in Atlanta where I got asked to sing as part of like this team of 12 people. And then along with the choir, we got to go backstage and I got to meet Katie Torwalt and it was so cool. So Jesus Culture sang first and then we sang and it was just so amazing. I was literally up there like, oh my gosh, Jesus culture, Chris Kilawa. It was so incredible to be singing on the same stage as Jesus culture. I just remember that feeling of, dude, this is so insane. Like, God, I love you. Yeah. My dreams to life, honestly. But right now, I think I'm just focusing on my singing and then any other thing, like doing a podcast or an interview or whatever, all those other things, they'll just come. And so I just trust that it'll just happen. Uh, Also, thank you for helping me pray in my apartment. Oh my gosh, yes. I was actually looking at that just a second ago that I have my Brave Steps Big Prayers cardboard sheet of paper on my wall. And I was looking at it and it says Lily Gray living situation. And then I was like, oh, thank you, God. Like you answered that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he did. (laughs) With anyone that I'm speaking with, I really want to be that person where I will pray for them for whatever and hit me up. I want to hear what's happening and encourage them in any way. And so, Yeah, when I heard that you were searching for an apartment, I was like, of course, we're going to take that to the Lord. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Let's talk about It's All Beautiful right here. So you released this album last year. Well, before then, you'd just been releasing EPs. So what brought you to the place where you were ready to record an album? I'm not even going to lie to you. I did not record an album intentionally. Really? I was on my way to California with my family and I was like, oh, I have enough songs to put together an album. I was like in a hotel or something with my family and I just uploaded it to DistroKid and I took a picture from this photo shoot I'd done for my like senior pictures. I literally designed that on my iPhone. Stop. Are you serious? While my sister was driving. Wow. I cannot even believe the success the album has had because I just did not. I mean, all the songs individually have a lot of hard work put into them. Oh yeah, you can tell. There's so many details, whether it's kind of like a voice memo, acoustics to like the tech part behind it with the beat. It is a listening experience. Like I love it so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was really fun to create each song to see how the order of the songs and like how it all came together was really, really neat to me because I've been wanting to put out an album. I've done, so I did one EP, I've done another album, but I took that one down. Why did you take it down? Real talk. One of my exes was on one of the songs. And so I just was like, I can't have this up anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Bye bye. And I really love the songs on there. So I would love to re-record them one day. I'll do it. Yeah. Well, I am amazed. Not only the quality of the music, but you are producing like quantity. How do you continue doing that so quickly? So I think for this year, the songs that have come out, like one of them I made a few months ago, like last year, that was actually like a paid project. The person wanted me to release the song. And so it worked out really well to where I did that. And then one of them, you know, is just like, if they're just like acoustic things, they're just a lot easier to record and stuff. But then the more produced style songs like those I sit on for so long and I have like songs almost ready. They're just, I don't know if I'm a perfectionist or not, but I just want them to be really, really good. How do you know when it's ready to go? 
You don't. You just have to put it out there. Mm. I just have to come to a place where I'm like, this is not ever going to be good enough. It's okay. It's not going to be perfect. Like there's always going to be something I can improve upon because, you know, you're going to grow in your skill and you're going to grow in like what you want to say and you're going to grow beyond the moment that you actually wrote about. And so sometimes it's tough because you write about a moment and once you're fully over it, it's kind of like, it almost for me lacks that like, oh, I don't even feel that anymore. So what, why am I even working on this song? But then like, it's great because Mm -hmm. once I'm finally done, then I can listen to the song again and be like, oh yeah, I can look at it from a different perspective. It's hard and it's hard to keep putting things out there because it's like, I've had a really great response to It's All Beautiful Right Here. And so I think there's a part of me that I have to fight that kind of says nothing's going to be as good as that album, but I know there's more in me and I know there's more that I want to do. It's just pushing past that fear. Like I have to do it every single day, like push past this fear that like whatever I did yesterday was the best thing that I could have done. You know what I mean? Because when the highs are high, it's sometimes it's hard to think that you could go any higher than that. But that's really not true. Yeah. It's about giving yourself that grace every day. And that sounds a lot like the song that you have, which is Walking With Me. And you talk about how it's a game of trust and fall. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this scared anyway. Why did you name the album It's All Beautiful Right Here? Because that's not even a song. That's just a statement. Yeah. I know it's a lyric in one of the songs. In the voice memo of the album, it's like the very first thing you listen to. I was in this writing session. It was this... uh, songwriting group that I was a part of and he gave us five words on a sheet of paper each group and so our group had five words it was movie blue beautiful two other words that I really cannot remember right now but I just remember we were all trying to write something and so I just wrote out it's all beautiful right here I just started with the line like we don't need movie love Mm. it's all beautiful right here and it was just like this idea of like sounds corny because it was corny because it was a songwriting group we were trying to just grow our skill but then I'd like think about like we don't need movie love and that's like a love that we try to fabricate as people where we try to make mm-hmm. the, everything perfect when like in reality like if you just take a step back and you look at what you have right in front of you like it really is all beautiful like right in this moment I saved that line because I loved that it's all beautiful right here I love it too so when I was co-writing wildfire with Joey he was like do you have anything that you've written that you like that you might want to use and I was like I love this line and I think I'd feel really great about us using it for this song with that line kind of came the rest of the song pretty easily because I just thought about like how I loved to run away sometimes Hmm. but I found God in the most boring moments where it's like I'm eating breakfast at the cafeteria and I'm reading act seven and like God just hit me one day and it I was just like crying, like thinking about his faithfulness to me. So it was just like a really cool reminder. Like I don't have to run away and I don't have to go to the beach. and I don't have to go to the mountains. Like those are beautiful places. And I think it's really cool to have like um, Mark Batterson's as like a whispering spot. Yeah. Like sometimes you just can't go. Sometimes you can't get there. And so it's like a reminder, like you have to just remember it's all beautiful right here. And there's like just so many meanings behind it. So I decided to make 
the album title that because I think all of the songs on the record like have that theme behind it where like you're just remembering that no matter what like it's all beautiful right here that statement it's all beautiful right here I feel like each song brings us to different scenes of what that looks like yeah I love all the songs but I love wildfire because of that wildfire seems like such a brutal name honestly like we just saw what happened in I believe it was Australia isn't it was yeah with and then to take that a world a word like that and then attach it to the message of God's love you know how it burns like a wildfire for us and that it's yeah. safe it can be that intense but worth staying in yeah totally God too that I had heard of of the land you were talking about Joey from of the land and it's incredible that even I had listened to the song only you over and over and over again last year and then to realize that you were directly connected with them I was I'm like, that's so cool, God. You're so good. Yeah. It's so funny. I love Joey and their music is really, really really awesome. Yeah. I've got to get them on here. I listen to their music very regularly and they're amazing. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to ask you about, because our theme music for season three is your song Lifted, could you share a little bit about specifically that song, what that song means to you? Yeah. Lifted is such a fun song. It started with my boss. I would sing in this coffee shop that I worked at like every Thursday night almost. And he was like, you should do a new song tonight. And I was like, fine. (laughs) I didn't know what to write a song about. So I wrote a song about my new contacts because I'd never worn contacts before, but I had just started wearing them. I love them so much. I love contacts. I just kind of made it a joke how I can see now the fog has kind of like lifted or whatever. And then I kind of tied it in with this idea of like every time like I go to work, I would drive around this lake and it was always foggy in the morning and you couldn't see on the other side. Like later in the day you could always, it literally mm. every time would remind me that even if you can't see God, like he's still there, just like the other side of the lake is still there. Just like the message of my podcast, God is still with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to exactly. make me cry. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, I just wrote this really funny, corny song. Then I had like asked my friend David if we could do a session, and I didn't want to bring like a song in. I wanted us to just write it in the session. And so I brought bits and pieces. And so I brought that song to like kind of pull from. And so I think like the thing that stuck from that song was like the fog is lifting. So it wasn't just me who wrote it, it was me. David De Perez, who goes by David, and then Bella Pierce and my friend Genesis. And so we all just kind of wrote this song. It was just a really cool experience. The more like I listened to it and the more I played it, the more meaning it started to have for me. And I just knew that like I wanted a song that sounded like it could be on the radio, but that had a deep meaning that was like not about heartbreak. And so yeah, that's kind of where Lifted came from. Yeah, a song that you can play on the club and encourage people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it so much. Even in the year of 2020 when people have cheesily been saying like 2020 vision but still like it's the year of 2020 this is what we're using and people are hearing on a regular basis I just love how God works he's so in the details that's awesome I love sharing the stories so it's really cool to be in a space where like I can share them to go along the lines of what the message of lifted of God being still with you the question I always ask everyone on the podcast to close is where is God still with you Mm, that's such a good question God is still with me and reminding me to not give up. Mm. And so that's a message that I think 
I want to share with everybody, don't give up. It's really hard being alive. Nobody really explains it to you well. And it's hard to explain it too. Even in those moments where like you just don't understand or you don't know what's happening or you're like, God, can I please just catch a break? Trying to look at it from a different perspective is actually really helpful. And reaching out to people is really helpful. Even trying to like, if you don't go to church, like finding a new church or finding new friends or whatever you need to like open up and let things out of the darkness yeah. is really helpful for not giving up. Yeah. And those dreams that are inside that sometimes feel like they're dying, like, don't let them die if they really mean something to you. So I feel like God is still with me in all those ways. I take that encouragement myself because it's not easy doing this. And I am not going to pretend like I'm anywhere where you are. You know, you've been in this since you were 12 and I've been in this since I was 20. There's times when I want to give up. I know that God's been sticking with me through it. And it's because of people, honestly, like you caring that you'd prayed to have an opportunity to partner with a podcast or to be on a podcast. I'm so honored and grateful that you are so generous and sharing it with me. It is because of the stories like that encourage me and make me reminded like, nope, I heard God correctly and I'm going to stay here and just be obedient to all that he has. And I feel like you definitely are doing the same. Yeah, don't sell yourself short. It's a really great platform that you have here. I'm like just really honored and like privileged to be on here. Well, you are the best and you are welcome. Even though you're on here every week, people get to hear from you. You're welcome on here anytime. And I absolutely mean this. I'm really excited um, as we're going to continue to get to know each other and cheer you on and see all the amazing things that Scott is going to do through your life and that he's already doing. Thank you so much. Okay, friends, I'm going to answer the question that you've been asking this entire time. How can we connect with Lily? Let me give you the scoop. First of all, you can go to lilygaray.com. This will show you all of the different platforms in which her music is streaming. I'm sure that you have at least one app on your phone that will take you to It's All Beautiful right here or some of her latest work, her latest single, Fake Hearts. It's one of my favorites. Play it all day long. Lily is also one of four voices on another show that you will absolutely love, Spicy Salted Chocolate Podcast. It just released during quarantine and the conversations are so interesting and I love hearing her share. If you are interested in connecting with Ciela Records, you can find this label on Instagram, Ciela Records. You can email Lily and make sure you give the page a follow. She is producing some amazing artists with some ultra gifted voices. Also her own voice as well. I just, again, am amazed at how much music she is constantly curating for us to listen to. So lilygaray.com, Ciela Records, Spicy Salted Chocolate Podcast. It's all beautiful right here. There's so much for you and I'm so excited excited. Lily is one of my favorite voices to listen to. And again, I cannot say it enough how thankful I am for the ministry she's doing and for her heart in partnering with Still With You. I love my friends who make music and her art means a lot to me. If you need to be reminded of some of the things that we said in the podcast, please go visit the official show notes for this episode. They can be found at coleybrowning.com. This is also a space where you are free to connect with me. I would love to hear from you. You can also find me on social media. I'm at coleybrowning. That's K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning Like the Rifle. I would absolutely love to hear and connect with you. There is still so much more to come with season three of Still With You. We are not saying sayonara by any means. I just can't wait. I'm really, really excited to share. Thank you so much for your support over every single episode. Again, it would not be possible without friends like Lily and awesome people such as yourself. I'm praying for you. I'm praying over you, your homes, your families. May God bless you. Please be bold, be brave, be you and remember that he is still with you. Uh